Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Drool. Not jewel. I had I had drool, drool on my arm, not jewel. Like your cutie pie little redhead friend in Reading. <laughs> not jewel. Drool. Dog drool. Blah. Gross. Alright. City of Ghosts. Chapter. Sixteen. Yep, chapter sixteen. Are you sure you don't want to come? Mom asked the next. Uh, Mom asked me the next morning. We're gonna explore beneath the vaults of the South Bridge. It's supposed to be positively brimming with paranormal activity. Is this how normal people speak to their children? Since when is anything about your family normal? Said Jacob. Uh, I'm sure. I tell Mom, pulling Grim close. I think I'm just gonna sit this one out. Is everything all right, Dad asked, scrolling the last few minutes on his notebook. She doesn't want to go. She doesn't want to go. Come on. Maybe she always does want to go. I don't know. Yeah, I say, I don't say that there's a girl downstairs waiting to talk to me about the hunting, hunting ghosts. I don't let, I don't let her, oh, I don't let myself even think it. Not with Jacob there and the secret hanging between us like a lie. Instead, I take the tried and trusty angel of fear. It's just, I bite my lip for effect. I'm still kind of freaked out about Mary King's Mary King's uh, clothes. It was pretty scary, and there's that whole part where the veil wouldn't let me go. I'm not sure I'm ready to do it again. Oh, honey, Mom said, brushing the hair from my face. I heard you tossing and turning last night. Was that why? I nod, and she pats my head. You've always been so sensitive to those things. Drowning didn't help, offers Jacob cheerfully. As I shoot him a warning look. The energy down there, I say with a shiver, it was just so dark. Jacob snorts. He clearly thinks that I'm laying on, a th- I'm laying it on thick. But Mom nods sympathetically. There was definitely something malevolent down there, she said. Perhaps, Dad said, it wasn't the best place to take a child. I almost bristle at that. I hate when they call me a child. And I can tell by his tone that he and Mom would have, have Mom have talked about this before. Dad didn't think I should have come to Edinburgh in the first place. There was a vision of the story without me in it. No, I blurted out. I'll be fine. I just need a day. Not not even a day. Just a morning. A few normal hours with sp- without spirits or specters or poltergeists or ghosts or... I'm rambling now. Jacob frowns and I can tell that he's trying to figure out what on earth I'm thinking. But I focus on my parents. It's probably just a combination of greasy food and jet lag. I'll get my ghost finding feet under me. I finish assuredly. I'm sure you will, said Mom. She kissed me on the head. Dad leaves me some cash for emergencies, as well as their filming schedule for the day and strict instructions to stay put at Lane's Inn until they get back, because Edinburgh can be a very pretty pretty city, but it's, but it's still a foreign one. Have fun chasing ghosts, I call out the door as the door swings shut behind them. Jacob flops onto the couch beside me. What should we do now, he wonders. We can watch Scottish, the Scottish version of television or see what Miss Weathershire hides behind the, behind the biscuits or... Why are you looking at me like that? Don't freak out, I say. 
he, his eyes narrow. That's not really the reason why, that's not the way to start a sentence when you want me to stay calm. I fidget, but there's no use lying to him. Lying is hard enough. Lying to somebody who can read your mind is nearly impossible. I kind of need someone. Jacob doesn't even have to ask. He can see the answer plastered across my thoughts, and I can see his horror plastered across his face. You gotta be kidding. You gotta be kidding me. We're just gonna talk. I can't believe you're gonna go see her. I don't want to fight with Jacob again. Not about this. He can't be mad at me for wanting to understand. She's a ghost hunter, he says, gesturing to himself. You know, someone who hunts ghosts. I know what she is, but for the last year, I thought I was the only one that could cross the veil. I'm sorry if I'm curious, but I've never met anyone else like me. She's not like you, he snaps. She take, you take pictures of ghosts. You don't, he waves his hand, you don't unmake them. But that's the problem. What if I'm supposed to? Jacob hears, must hear me think this because his face contorts. I've never seen Jacob this mad before. Anger changes people, but it changes ghosts even more. He edges, he, his edges ripple and the color goes out of his face. He looks ghoulish. I'm all for you making friends, Cass, he says. I want and I want to tell him I doubt that Laura's interested in a friendship, but he doesn't even give me a chance. But maybe you could choose someone who doesn't turn people like me into dust. Before I can stop myself, I, sh I shoot back. If you've been honest with me from the start, maybe I wouldn't have to go looking for answers somewhere else. Jacob glares at me long and hard and throws up his hands and vanishes, and I'm left alone in the middle of the flat. It's not fair the way he can just run away from a fight, but I've never fought with Jacob before this trip. The thought leaves me feeling cold, all the way down to the bone. I wait as long as I can, pacing, pocketing a handful of cash, looping my camera around my shoulder, tugging my sneakers, do, doing up the laces slowly, hoping that he'll come back. But by 10 o'clock, he's still not here. If I don't leave now, I'm going to be late. I knock on 1A, expecting Laura, so I'm surprised when Miss Weathershire opens the door. She's dressed in her robe, her white hair pulled up in a loose bun. Oh, hello, she says in a chipper way. You're the Blake girl, aren't you? Everything all right? At first, I think I may have rung, rung the wrong flat, but Laura appears in the short hall behind her. She's here to see me, Auntie. Miss Weathershire claps her hands. Oh, how nice! She leans in closely. It's about time our Laura made a friend. Then she straightens. Then she straightens and steps aside. Come on in, darling. I'll put the kettle on. Oh, that's all right," says Laura, scooping up her jacket. We're gonna go for a walk. We are, I think. But Laura's already pulling me down the stairs. She's wearing a. She's wearing leggings and a long sleeve dress. Her hair is done in elaborate fishtail braid. And I'm wearing jeans and a sweatshirt. I can barely manage a neat ponytail. We're in the front hall when I hear the tread of footsteps overhead. Mr. Weathershire, I venture gl glancing up. Her eyes roll. Not everything is paranormal, Cassidy. Now and then, it's just bad plumbing. Outside, it's not raining, but it looks like it could, which I'm quickly learning is what Scots call partly sunny. Sorry, guys. Coffee time. A cool breeze cuts through an instant warning that I'm not dressed warm enough, but Laura's walking at such a brisk pace down the street, I don't dare ask to go back now. 
The road slopes down away from the Royal Mile. I don't know whether we're, where we're heading, and Laura isn't exactly chatty, so I wait for some small talk. Are you a Harry Potter fan, I ask? Are you asking because I'm English? No, I say I'm asking because Harry Potter, because it's Harry Potter and it's amazing. And the author who wrote the books here. Laura lifts her chin. Well, the history of an elephant house con- is contested among locals. She hesitates, adding, but I've always fancied myself a, ra- uh, myself a Ravenclaw. <gasps> so you are a fan. She cuts sideways, a sideways glance at me. Let me guess. You're, I'm, a, I'm a Slytherin. You're a Gryffindor. You're Slytherin? Have you tested m- multiple times? Yes. Well, I tested one time, and I was a Gryffindor, and then I tested again, um, mm-hmm. and I was a Slytherin. And I'm a fan of Slytherin, so... Dude, we're reading the Harry Potter books next. Okay. <gasps> Did you just say okay? You guys, she just said okay. Ah. Oh my god. But it's just like okay. Lillian wants us to finish the horoscope book, so I think we're going to finish the horoscope book after we... Well, we have the... This is a book of three series, which we're going to try and get through quickly. Oh my gosh, I just lost my train of thought because I'm so excited. What? Um, I've never actually read the Harry Potter books. I started, but I never finished. Uh, okay. Um... How did you... Uh, let me guess, you're a Gryffindor. I beam. How did you know? She looks me up and down. Reckless, headstrong, most likely to change a situation into unprepared. Oh, charge into a situation unprepared. The edge of a smile. Plus, you're wearing a red and yellow Hogwarts. You're wearing a red and yellow Hogwarts shirt. I look down at myself. Ugh, she's right. At the bottom of the road, she finds... She finally slows her pace. This is better, she said, breathing deeply. Not... A shred of privacy in that place. Miss Weathershire is your aunt? Uh, my great aunt on my mother's side. My father's family is from New Delhi and my mom's family is from Scotland. Hence the... She trails off, gesturing back to the direction of the lane's end. I was born and raised in London, but I stay. I, if I stay here much longer, I'm going to lose my consonants. Consonants? I think my consonants. Like my, I'm going to lose my um, sanity. What's sanity? Uh, sanity is like, you know how people, when they go crazy, insane, like, you're crazy. Yeah. Sanity means, like, you can think normally, like, your brain functions normally. To oh, put, so she's going like, to, go crazy. She's going to go crazy. Yep. That's why I felt like living in Reading. I know you liked it, but you were already insane, so it's like, you didn't even I know. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I smile, even though I'm not really sure what it means. Laura's accent is a crisp and Scottish accent's. Uh, uh, in the here. Yep. Laura's accent is crisp, and the Scottish accents I've heard are much more musical. But they're, they both sound strange and lovely. We stop at a kiosk on the street and buy hot chocolate. Well, I buy hot chocolate. Laura opts for tea. She stirs milk into her paper cup and move, her movements slow, precise. I bet she's the kind of girl with perfect cursive handwriting, the kind who never trips or bangs her knee, or wakes up with a rat's nest for hair. How long are you staying with your aunt, I asked. Laura shrugs. Eh, my parents didn't exactly give me a return date. They're off on some dig in Tanzania, something to do with pottery. Oh, they didn't take you with them? A small, bitter smile. An archaeological site is apparently no place for a growing girl. Well, neither is a ghost tour, I think. Suddenly, grateful that mom and dad didn't decide to leave me behind. Then, they usually show up again before school starts. I'm sorry. For what? she asked curly. I just mean... Laura turns her head so fast that I almost run into her. I don't agree to... 
I didn't agree to meet so that we could discuss my family life. Let's just stick to business. For as long as we've been talking, the castle loomed overhead on its rocky cliff. Now Laura, Laura le- leads me through a low iron gate and into the kind of park around Cliff's house. Oh, around the Cliff's base. Cliff's house. What the crap? We sur- were surrounded by old trees and a few dog walkers. Laura sits down primly on the beach of the Cliff's shadow. I sit cross-legged, trying not to fidget. She turns her dark brown eyes on me, one of those thing, one of those long, loaded looks that makes it hard to sit still. I'm so used to Jacob's constant commentary. Look. Like, it's a narrator in your head. Oh my god. What? Like a narrator in my life is the next sentence. Yep, swear. Without him, the world feels quiet. Dang, Peyton, you should write books. Uh-oh, how did that happen? Okay. Um, he's not always around, but the first time this is the first time he feels like he's deliberately missing. As if Laura can read my mind, she too says, no sidekick today? His name's Jacob, I say. She shrugs dismissively. Ghosts don't belong in the in-between, she says, and they certainly don't belong on this side of it. He saved my life. So you let him hitch a ride to the land of the living? Not smart, Cassidy. Not smart at all. She looks around. And where is he now? Sulking, I say. He's mad at me for even being here, for talking to you after what you did. Laura looks surprised. What I did? The man in the alley? Oh, she says. The ghosts. She flicks her fingers dismissively. Comes with the job. So how long have you been in, been an in-betweener? What? An in-betweener, she says, drawing the letters in, in, drawing out the letters that I don't hear. A bewickster, a shadow crosser. When I stare blankly, she rolls her eyes. You know what we are. Oh, I don't know that there was a word for it. There are words for everything. Like veil and in-between, I point out. Laura gives a grudging nod. Yeah, fine, whatever. Well, in-between is the one that I understand and that makes someone like me, like you, an in-betweener. But who taught you, I asked. What, who taught you what you are? What do you do? For once, Laura is the one to score him. I, well, that is, no one taught me. Uncle Reggie's had an excess, extensive library. It took a great deal of time to research and a lot of trial and error. She's lying, I think. Or at least she's not telling me the whole truth. But before I can tell her, Call her on it. She changes the course. You didn't answer my question. How long since you died? I flinch. Died? Yep. I flinch at the world. The blunt way she uses it. But I don't have I don't have to do with math. But I don't have to do the math. I know exactly how long. I can't seem to forget. Just over a year, I say. Died? I guess so. Remember in the, in the river? How did that happen, Peyton? I can't get it all. Okay. You can or cannot? Okay. I just over a year, I say. That's not as weird as saying three hundred and seventy-three days. Looks straight at me, aghast. A year, she says sharply, and you haven't reaped a single ghost. I didn't know I was supposed to. I shoot back. I didn't have a user's manual or a library of books, books, uh, a library of books or something in between that mom and dad study. But I never thought. To, I never thought to look. To be honest, I'm still not sure I am. Laura pinches the bridge of her nose. Look, she said, you're drawn to the veil, aren't you? I nod. Even though it frightens you. Yes, I think. And part of you wants to forget that it's there, but you can't. Yes. 
you feel compelled to pull back the curtain and step across the line and find the other side. Yeah, I confess, barely a whisper. Laura straightens, nodding triumphantly. But you feel, Cassidy Blake, is called a purpose. If Jacob were here, he'd probably make some joke about heroes and quests and monsters waiting to be vanished. But Jacob's not here, and the only monster Laura's talking about are ghosts, like him. Laura keeps going. We're drawn to the veil because it needs us, because you and I can do something other people can't. We can free spirits trapped here. We can send them on. Do we have to? I ask softly. Laura purses her lips. That'll, that pull you feel doesn't go away. It'll just get stronger and stronger until you hold up your end of the deal. But I never made a deal, I say exasperated. I didn't choose to go over the bridge that day. I didn't choose to fall into the river and I didn't choose to drown. All I want was to reach to the, well, all I wanted was to reach the surface. All I wanted was, um, no, her parents are, her, her parents are, both of their parents are alive. Because she's dead. All I wanted was air and light and a second chance. What do you, what do you mean? Nobody's dead. Yes, remember, she is. No, she said, when did you die? Like, she died but came back to life. Uh, yeah, 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 sorry. That that might have been confusing. Um, okay. All I wanted was a second chance. A new shadow crosses Laura's face. Pity. Yeah, you did, she said softly, but maybe you didn't say any special words, but you're sitting here, alive, and when you when you should be dead. Something was given to you, and you're, you have to give back to it. You and I, we're able to cross the veil. We're meant to cross the veil because we have a job to do on the other side, and it's time that you get to work. Okay, jeez, bossy pants. Oh my gosh, she is bossy. But she's teaching her what to do. Okay, so I guess you're not wearing that today? Okay. 